Welcome to TBT, a movie podcast where we relive our childhoods through movies. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda. And today we are back after, you know, just a little tiny hiccup. We're yeah, back. A little hiatus. Um, <laughs> as promised, we're going to finish up our little, you know, our two episode arc that yeah. we're doing. No, uh, we're going to finish a up- long month. All right. <laughs> It said no one ever. Yeah. Um, we're finishing up with No Strings Attached. Last time we recorded, I was about to say last week. It wasn't last week. Two, two weeks, weeks ago, ago when we yeah. last recorded. We usually do it weekly. Hello. Welcome. Um, two weeks ago, we did Friends with Benefits. Loved it. Yes. For this week, we did No Strings Attached. I feel like I watched it a year ago. I didn't. It was a week-ish. Um, and now we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Longest intro I've ever done. Yeah, I I watched it yesterday. So no, two days ago, two days ago. So it's a little bit fresher. Um, Great. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad it's fresher for you because I mean we were supposed to record last week. We didn't. Yeah, I watched it so that we could could record last week, and then we just were unable to. Yeah, I Um, was unable. Olivia, your nighttime. (laughs) Yes, specifically, you were unable. It was me, but you know. you know, life happens. I thought Olivia was ghosting me. No, no, I was just dying. It's okay. I'm okay. all better now. I was urgent <laughs> care dying, so. Wow. Um, okay, so this movie came out in 2011. If you know our show, typically our rule is that things need to be 10 years old or more. As I went through on the last Friends with Benefits episode, um, it counts, okay? We're gonna, like, this is yeah, our you know, own show. Fine. We're it's gonna fine. make it count. Yeah, exactly. Like, we make the no rules. Cares. I feel I feel like you are you feel very um very tied to the rules sometimes and I'm just like, you know what? We can do whatever the fuck we want. It's our you know Yeah. It's, it's our I mean it's podcast. very important to me the belief that like no one is above the rules, no one is above the law. Um, things like that, you know, it's it's important to me, so Oh my god, that's we so cute, but rule. we, like, literally I'm made up these rules. Like, <laughs> these are imaginary it's rules. It. Okay? It's okay. Oh my god, that's so funny. Okay. <laughs> it's important. Rules are important. Um, okay, so it came out in 2011, January, to be exact. So No Strings Attached actually came out before Friends with Benefits, which I didn't remember. Um, and I don't, I didn't look up when we were talking about Friends with Benefits, so, you know, it's, it, that, that's that. Yeah, I mean, it came out, Friends with Benefits came out in 2011. Boom. <laughs> um, yeah, but it came out in, like, August 2011 or something like that. But, I mean, like I feel that. like within a year. It was a good few months. Yeah, but, like, within a year of each other, two, these two movies that are, like, very much based on the same thing, um, it's, like, it's noticeable. Yeah. Um, so, Friends with Benefits came out in July, excuse me. Okay, so, like, six months apart. July. Yes. Okay. Um, and this movie actually made more money than Friends with Benefits as well, but we'll get there later. We'll get there. Okay. So running time was an hour and forty eight minutes. Um, I didn't. Uh, I mean, fine. Yeah, it was fine. The runtime is not what I'm gonna complain about with this movie. Like the runtime was okay. Yeah, it was fine. Um, I think it needed to move a little faster. Um, but like I didn't. I. I don't. I know there's going to be disagreement on this, but like I didn't mind the exposition of this. I know it's a little slower, obviously, than Friends with Benefits, but like, I mean, I didn't mind it. It was That's pretty standard. Friends with Benefits is snappy. 
Yeah, and like I think this one is very. Boom, 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 boom. This movie is so much more of a rom com than I think. Like, Friends no, with Benefits is very heavy. Yeah, Friends with Benefits is very heavy on like the comedy writing, the There's fast very jokes. Calm. Yeah, and then this and this movie is much more like r- romantic heavy. Yeah. Like, there's funny parts, uh, but they're very, like, they're, it's very obvious when something funny is going to happen, where, like, Friends with Benefits is, like, comedy written. Yeah. And so, wait, hold on. Really quickly, Olivia, are we, are we going to do our, my dissertation on the um, We can do that after, movies? but um, I was just. Can we do that? Are we doing that at the end of this episode, or are we doing a separate episode with that? Um, I don't know. How do you, like... I think just at the end of I was going to say, like, I don't know how how you have much more commentary, I think. Um, <laughs> That's the understatement of the year. I yeah. have, like, and 800% I, more. Yeah, I think, like, every, like, it, lightly interweaving isn't the worst, but, like, dissertation-wise, I think that should be at the end. Okay, great. So it will be lightly woven. Like, there's no way it will Yeah, like, be. with, like, the exposition stuff, like, it would just be pointless to not talk about it at the beginning. You know, like... For sure. For sure. Anyway. So, we're also going to talk about <laughs> the director of this movie. Who was it, Olivia? Um, Ivan Reitman. Uh, he has all producer credits for his known fours, and they are Up in the Air from 2009, Ghostbusters from 1984, Heavy Metal from 1981, and Stop or My Mom Will Shoot from 1992. Wow. Uh, that's a firm 25% success rate for me. Um, is it Ghostbusters? Nope. No. Oh, okay. We've so talked about the movie some... it is. Okay, Up in the Air, yeah. Yes, it's um, Up in the Air. Yeah, I've seen Up in the Air. I, I have 50%, which is good. I don't know what Stop or My Mom will... I mean, like, come on. Stop exclamation point or yes, My Mom will shoot. it is shoot. like a full... It is a punctuated sentence this is imperative it's two sentences sentence. yes it is two sentences and imp- anyway okay starring known for so first build starring natalie portman who plays emma um her known for are black swan v for from 2010 v for vendetta from 2005 jackie from 2016 and closer from 2004 zero percent success rate really for i'm at 75 yeah. <laughs> I've seen Black Swan, V for Vendetta, and Jackie. Okay. That, that feels about right. Yeah. How was Jackie? It's good. Um, it's, re- it's good. I like documentaries, so, like, I don't mind it being... there's. It's slower, for sure. Um, her accent is really weird. Um, and I know, okay. like, it's supposed to be true to life, but it's just very weird seeing Natalie Portman do this, like, very strange... Because oh, I feel like Jackie O is really um at least in my like has always been described as like the epitome of like femininity and like An it's she yeah she has like her voice in the movie is like very deep and it throws me off but um hmm. but the movie i think it's good maybe not like hmm. oscar good but like it's good yeah i mean informative yeah oscar good doesn't necessarily mean me good yeah and like but the, um, the the clothing styles like it's a good um like por- uh like portrait piece or whatever like historical time period piece. yeah period piece that's it that's it. yes so um natalie portman speaking of oscars she won the 2011 oscar for best performance by an actress in a leading role for black swan black i didn't swan realize that award was so long i didn't realize it was best performance by an actress in a leading role yeah you know because it's always said as best actress and best supporting actress. Well, yeah, you know, 
I, I gotta be a fish. Um, but yeah, Black Swan is very what? artsy. I, I, I feel, I, yeah. Oh, I thought you said I have to be a fish. Yeah, like o fish, like swim, official, swim fish. like abbreviating <laughs> or like shortening official. Okay, I I understand that now. Okay, but that's not what I heard. So anyway, I was like, what does a fish have to do with this? like Finding okay. Nemo? You know. Yeah, that, is that an Oscar winner? Who knows? Um, <laughs> I feel like it. You know what is an Oscar Best Picture winner? <laughs> What? what is that movie called? I can't remember what it's called. The one with the man who's the fish. Um, what? Wow. That's... The I, King I really speech? can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just me flubbing this right now. That's the King's speech. Yeah, so, that's just Hugh Grant. Yeah. Um, can you Google the 2018 Best Picture winner? For me, while I say this next point. Yeah, go for it. She was born in Jerusalem, but she moved to Washington, D.C. with her parents when she was very young, and then she moved to New York City, where she has lived ever since, with the exception of college. She went to Harvard. Ooh, I'm Natalie Portman. I'm going to Harvard. Honestly, Natalie Portman is so annoying. The Shape of Water. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, and then she also was discovered in a pizza parlor by a modeling agent at age 11, which I just think is ridiculous. Like, no one should be out here being discovered at age 11. Like, what kind of weirdo is Well, and it was, like, to be a model. Like, it was, and like... being, like, you kid, you're a star. Well, it, was, it wasn't even, like, based on talent. It was, like, someone went into a pizza parlor, like saw really an 11-year-old, and was, like, you should be a, a model. Like, that's creepy. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, also, like, I feel like pizza parlor is, like, very, like, New York. Like, <laughs> it's very, like, Northeastern, so it fits. I also feel like a pizza parlor isn't where you should be going to find models. No, fatty, get out of here. Oh, my God, Olivia, that's I'm not okay. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Just kidding. I... Disclaimer. Talk about the next person, please. Okay. Ashton Kutcher, who plays Adam. Because we don't want to get too far off of his regular name. Um, Adam and Emma are the most basic names. Everybody's ever. like, even like Lucy, um, like there's like, like the only person who has like a kind of off name is Mindy Kaling and it's Shira. It's like really. Um, the most basic Indian. Name. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Not the most basic. But yeah, you know exactly. I mean. Clearly, yeah. But yeah, very. The name, we didn't venture too far off the beaten path on those. No, um, literally the name of, like, you know, a lot of people believe the first man in the world. Exactly. Adam. There you go. So, they uh, really didn't go far. Yes. Um, so, Ashton Kutcher's known for is our That 70s Show, from uh, which was from 1988 to 2006. Dude, Where's My Car, from 2000. Just Married, from 2003. And A Lot Like Love, from 2005. Um, he his current net worth net worth is roughly two hundred million dollars. He is one of the highest paid TV actors, but he has also had great success with his investments. Um, he's just notorious for uh, or known for investing in tech startups. Uh, made a lot of money on Airbnb, Spotify, Uber, all those. And Olivia put his known for uh, because I like literally <laughs> copy pasted, but like I needed 
it. And I was reading through, and I was just like, I am so bored. It was just convoluted, and I'm just like, I need to see how it gets from here to here to here. But yeah, like, he's... And then he also, like, started an international, like, anti-human trafficking organization that, like, also does, like, tech developments for... Like he's got his hands in First of everything. All, yeah, I but think like, any a good any organization other than a human trafficking organization yeah. is an anti-human trafficking organization. But like they, it, <laughs> they are no like one they use like, like DNA recognition to like find people. Kind of, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, it's like a, it's a charitable organization versus anything more so than anything else. Also, he's from Iowa, so he's from the good old Midwest, from up. Just north of me. You can tell. Oh my god, that's so rude. Um, he's very smart, <laughs> hence the tech investments. But like Natalie Portman went to Harvard, so Well, she's from Israel, so Yeah. Like it's she's not from Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Um, but people start with I, of, so it was meant to be. <laughs> speaking of pretentious people, um, we have Greta Gerwig in this movie playing Patrice who's um, Emma's, like, best friend, I guess, and her known fours are um, writing Lady Bird and I think directing. Yeah, she well. directed, but um, it was her, just the writing credit. You know, because IMDb has a very interesting... Their standards are different. Yeah. Um, I will say, I did enjoy Lady Bird. Um, I'm a big Saoirse Ronan fan. I, I love her. I Like, I haven't seen... Her movies are... I feel like sometimes They're her not movies... For you. Yeah, they go over my head um, in ways like the what's the who's the Grand Budapest Hotel? Who's that guy? Um, Wes Anderson. Yes, like in the same way that like Wes Anderson. Like I'm not a fan. It just goes over my head. I don't understand it. However, you like different Weses. I adore. Yes, exactly. I'm more of a challenge Wes, um, (laughs) but um, I adore Saoirse Ronan like I love watching her interviews like I never knows how to get dressed for an award show and like she she does like the best interviews she's so sweet like she's so cute her accent's amazing like I I will watch her interviews all day and I'm like I have never seen anything this woman has done but I love her (laughs) yeah she's like one of my Um, favorite actresses do does she act I have no idea but she does I love us just talking about Saoirse Ronan during Greta Gerwig's known for it yeah that's that's fine (laughs) that's fine Um, Greta Gerwig's other known fours are Frances Ha from 2012, Mistress America from 2015, and 20th Century Women from 2016. Are those all director credits? Are any of those acting? Um, they're... Um, oh my god. No, I think they're acting. They might be. They're Look acting. It up if you care. Um, okay. She wrote and directed, like we talked about, the highly acclaimed semi-autobiographical teen movie Lady Bird, which I... I don't know if I'd call it a teen movie. That's what know? IMDb called it, okay? I know, but, like, just because it has Timothy Chalamet in it, like, it's not a teen movie. Um, Lady Bird, for which she was nominated you know, for um, two call Oscars, me by your name, Best Achievement in movie. Directing, and Best Original Screenplay. No, I was actually saying, like, if it has Timothy Chalamet in it, it's not a teen movie. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I'm like, he is a teen, but, like... I thought you meant like because he's he is, a teen who's never been because in a teen he is movie. yeah I'm like oh because Actually, he's a teen that's it's not a teen true. movie he but. was in one I don't remember what it's called but I watched it let me look it up and see what it's called he was like a drug dealer what um <laughs> yeah um 
And Ladybird was nominated for five Oscars in total, but it didn't win any. It did win two of the four Golden Globes that it was nominated for. So the other ones are acting credits. Yeah. Hot Summer Nights is the movie that I'm thinking of. It's from 2017. Okay, I I for some reason, all I can think of is uh, Wet Hot American Summer. So I, it's I don't. very different. You know what? Like we can't, we can't all be artsy fartsy, like Greta okay. Gerwig. That's fine. You know, some people have to support the um, the arts. Marvel. <laughs> oh my God, you're so mean! I just saw the most recent uh, uh, Avengers movie like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "This is so good! <laughs> like, where have I been? Like, it was so good." Well, and, and like Chris Pratt's in it. I'm just like, "Oh my God, everybody's here! Like, the gang's all here." It was. It was like. Crazy! I'm like, Saul. where? I I like texted my I sister and she's like, a, seeing an Avengers movie and being like, the I, gang's all here. Yeah, and Noelle's like, I saw that this movie. Literally, I'm like, oh, have you seen it? And she's like, yeah, I went to see it in the theater like a year ago when it came out. I'm like, well, you know what? Some of us can't all be as up to date as you know others. And I have a fuck a freaking movie pass. <sighs> this is my uh, life now. Um. I'm an old Can you lady. Talk to me about Lake Bell. Yes, Lake Bell, who plays whose Lucy. name sounds like Luke Pell. Oh, I think of um, what's the uh the I lady? also think of a lake. Yes, um, I, I think of the chick who. Oh, I can't remember. She had the TV show, um, like the talk show, the talk show host. Um, I don't know. Anyway, you're gonna need to narrow it down like any further. No, she was the talk show host. Um. Wendy Williams. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> Ellen. Oh, no, she doesn't have a show anymore. But she was really big, like in the late '90s, early 2000s. She I had her know. own show. I know. That's why I Alexa said, Chung. Oh, my Sorry, Alexa turned on. Device. Stop! Stop! <laughs> you said Alexa. That's what you get. It's my own fault. So Lake Bell plays Lucy. Her known fours are in a world. Dot dot dot. From 2013, No Strings Attached from 2011, It's Complicated from 2009, and No Escape from 2015. Um, I really need What Happens in Vegas to be in her known bars just because I love that movie so much, um, which she coincidentally also was a supporting actress to the lead actor of Ashton Kutcher. Um, good movie all around. I haven't seen it. Oh my God, it's so funny. Okay. Um, Cameron Diaz. Like, Diaz is very like, funny busier than like my life and like I'll I'll maybe watch it. It's funny, it's worth it. Um it's a good rom com for sure. Cool. But Lake Bell met her husband tattoo artist Scott Campbell when he was portraying himself on the set of the 2011 HBO series How to Make It in America. Within a few months he had tattooed her name on his back. How romantic. Gross. You don't like tattoos? I couldn't tell. I don't like tattooing someone's name on your Oh, back. yeah. Names are always a terrible idea. Last night at work, um, I was complaining about something. Um, I was compla- I, I can't even... It was, like, because I was tired or something. You complaining? No, it was, like, something really <laughs> random. Like, I wasn't even... I think I was, like, joking about complaining. Like, I wasn't even complaining. And one of the patients walked by, and he was, like very sympathetic to my plight for some reason and then he pointed out like 
his Probably neck tattoo that said stay strong on it. Now he's like, he pointed to it and I was like, what, what is that? And he's like, stay strong. I'm like, did he pull his shirt down and have no regrets? N- no, no, he didn't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I don't know because they have to wear shirts. They, they have to wear scrubs the whole oh time. God. So I would have no idea. But yeah, he just like tilted his neck to the side. It, like after like a five minute conversation, he's like, yeah. And he just pointed at it. I'm like, what What does that say? Stay strong. I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah, you too, buddy. Because, you know, I'm and the one the thing who's... with a stay strong tattoo. That's for everyone else. That's on... not for you. Because yeah. like, you can't see it on your neck. And then when you do see it in the mirror, it's backwards. Like, that's for well, everyone else. It was like kind of like sideways. Like, it wasn't written, like, across his neck. It was written, like, down his neck, I guess you could say. Yeah, but you still wouldn't be able... Wow. Yeah, like, it it was... Yeah, it was very interesting. You still wouldn't be able to see it in a mirror. Also, like, who puts, like, inspirational quotes for the neck tattoo? Like, it was just a very... If you can find it on a canvas at Michael's, it should not go on your body. Michael's Hobby Lobby. I forgot you don't know what Hobby Lobby is. But, yeah, Hobby Lobby is a better reference. I think we went to Hobby Lobby (gasps) one time. Remember when I went to Hobby Lobby in, um, Gl- uh, not Glendale, Burbank, and you were like, I don't know what Hobby Lobby is. I'm like, we need to have this, like, life-changing experience together. No, we went to Hobby Lobby. You were buying a scrapbook. Oh, yeah, and I don't think I found what I wanted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did. I did. You're right. <sighs> I don't know how I remembered that. Yeah, yeah, good call, <laughs> because I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. You're Next right. up, we have Luda, Ludacris, Wallace, um... He plays Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> his name is not Ludacris Wallace. Luda. Um, his own. F- oh my God! Excuse me. His known for us are Crash from 2004, Fast and Furious 6 from 2013, Furious 7 from 2015, and Fast Five from 2011. Another zero percent success rate. I do find it very funny that like Ludacris. Luda. Like, he, his, he's known for, this movie is not included in his known for his. No, because the Fast and Furious just take over. You know what, you know, like, hey, Luda. gotta be a part of that money-making franchise. Yeah. Um, so he is a cousin of R&B singer Monica and comedian Cat Williams, as well as a second cousin once removed of comedian Richard Pryor. He also still drives a 1992 Acura Legend, which I looked up. Wow. Um, he says it keeps him grounded. It also, coincidentally, keeps him very close to the ground. Oh, really? I was thinking, I'm like, let, like. Google it. I also, like, I see that I, the irony does not pass by me that it's called a legend. Like, okay, yeah. ludicrous. Like, we get it. <laughs> Acura. Very funny. Um, who else? Who else is in this movie? Well, you tell me to Google these things. Okay. okay well, um, Jake Johnson. Should I talk about my cousin Jake? Um, your cousin? Do you have a cousin oh named Jake God, Johnson? Olivia. I've done, I do this every time we talk about someone whose last name is Johnson. Oh, okay. Well, it's a very They're common last name. my uncle name. or my cousin. We need to really have a, a Mac on there. That's because the joke. I, yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. Um. You had your Mac's gym. On Hairspray. Yeah, okay. But that was not a starring character. <laughs> Honestly, um, it was. Like, that sign was big. Yeah, this, um, <laughs> this is an intro. this car is very, like, Impala-esque. Um, How would you describe the car for the people It listening? looks like an Impala. 
I don't know what an Impala Like a Chevy like. Impala. Um, I'm aware of what company makes the Impala. However, I mean, if it's I like, didn't know what it looks like. it's I mean, it's like a sedan. It's a um, sports car sedan. Very boxy. Very, like, yeah, 90s long. looking. Honestly, it just looks like any car from the 90s. Like, long and, like, wide. I don't know when. I Like, also, like, he still drives his 1982 Acura. I believe he still owns the 1982 Acura. I absolutely do not believe that he still drives it um, i feel like he probably like can say that but he actually has someone else drive him around so i don't think say, anyone like, is I drive, driving him like i think because he's from atlanta and i'm sure he lives in los angeles or new york city so like i think he probably keeps it at his like, atlanta home where other cars exist or like i don't think he's driving it around l.a there's just okay, no, well, I just you put it in that. the notes, so. I know. Well, I thought it was, I think he, I just kind of just to, like, be like, I don't know if this is true. Like, I, I'm sure he owns it still, and it's, like, still functioning, but, like, I, I don't think Ludacris is rolling up to whatever award shows for Fast and Furious. You know, like, he's not showing up to the Fast and Furious 900 premiere in his accurate legend. I just don't believe that. Okay. Talk from to me movie about, about my cars. cousin Jake. So Jake Johnson plays Eli. His known fours are New Girl from 2011 to 2018. That uh, that show's still on. Um, it's 2019, so no. I, well, I mean, I, maybe the new season hasn't started yet. It's only February. That's not how it worked. Uh, it would have just been 2011 dash. Uh oh yeah, I guess so. Okay, um, I'll give you that. That's so rude. Uh, I just need your attitude. I just said you were right, okay? Um, so Jurassic World from 2015, Safety Not Guaranteed from 2013, and The Mummy from 2017. So the new mummy, not the old mummy. Yeah. So I watched New Girl, and I've, like, seen this man many a time. Mm-hmm. You could have given me literally 5,000 guesses, and I never would have gotten to the fact that his name was Jake Johnson. Like, if I was doing one name at a time, and I got, like, Johnson, it would have been as a joke, because my last name is Johnson. But, so maybe I would have gotten that quickly. But, I, like, I had no clue what this man's name was. I feel like if he did one of those YouTube, the, like, what is it, the, um like the Vogue or InStyle or whatever, where they have them sit down and do like the commonly Googled phrases and they like take off the tab. Um, yeah. Yeah. His, his would be Vanity like. Vanity Fair. Or, okay. That was clo- close enough. Vanity Fair. Yeah. The Vanity I Fair. I like, watched one with Saoirse Ronan and Margot Robbie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he, his would like, his would be like Jake Johnson and Jack Johnson. Like, I feel like that's going to be, like, all of them. Like, I feel like the two... Or, like, a fact that is true about Jack Johnson is going to be questioned for Jake Johnson because I feel like they probably get, like, typing confused all the time. Totally. But that's just me. That's oh, just me. You um, to talk- so I get to talk about this next person, which yeah. is very exciting. Um, so One of my favorite just- people in the world, just in wow. general. Um, Mindy Kaling. In this movie, plays Shira, who's a nurse. She's Emma's friend. Um, Eli is Adam's friend, you know, because they only have friends that are like girls and boys, whatever. Um, uh, or gay boys. Are, if you're true. a girl. Guy Branham, not on this list. However, while I was Googling to like find There's some only backup so for many my people. dissertation, let me talk. 
while I was trying to find a backup for my dissertation on the differences between no strings attached and friends with benefits, I came across this article and it was like, um, no strings attached versus friends with benefits by an expert. And I click on it and it's an article by Guy Branham. And he's like, I'm a little biased, but like, Oh my God, that's so cute. It was funny. Anyway, um, Mindy Kaling plays Shira. Her known fours are The Office from 2005 to 2013, Inside Out from 2015, and Wreck-It Ralph from 2012, and No Strings Attached from 2011. Ding, ding, ding. We have this movie. The reason I paused is because I had to do some quick math in my head to figure out if New Girl went for longer than The Office. It didn't. But, like, I had to think about it. Um, Also, like... Okay, so what's your what's your have you seen all of her movie all the all four or oh how, this is fifty percent what you because you, actually you've watched I'll the give Office. it like fifty two percent because I started watching Inside Out and I was on a plane and I turned it off because it was making me sad oh yeah you would ball your eyes out there's no way um, yeah I was on my way to London and the mom in it looked too much like my mom oh yeah I remember that okay yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, wait okay so the off- I haven't seen Wreck It Ralph. Okay, so you've watched... Okay, okay, gotcha. Um, I'm at a solid 100%. So as I was doing this, I, like, got very angry because she literally had her own primetime show that she created, EP'd, she wrote for it, and it ran for 117 episodes. What? And And she she was was the the star. Yeah, she starred in her own show. And it ran for 117 episodes, and yet it is not in her known fours, which makes me angry at yeah. IMDb. I think there needs to be it's a travesty recalibration in this known fours. That's this is like specifically a problem with IMDb's algor- algorithm, mm-hmm. um, and we have made note. And this is us letting them know we're not going to do anything more. But this is us letting them know. No, but we are going to keep fighting the fight via we're gonna keep pointing it out when it's very annoying mm-hmm. or at least i am because you know that's right how I did this movie do at the box office um it had a budget of 25 million dollars which i believe was like significantly different than friends with benefits it might have been a bit i'll high. look it up okay i need to toggle between my notes that's a good idea, but let's keep talking because I don't want to edit, edit um, this. So I don't want any dead air. She, so it was a $25 million budget. And, okay, well, if I'm going to talk, you can't make elevator music. Uh, that was Pink Panther. Oh, okay. Well, same thing. Uh, so in its U.S. opening weekend, it made $19.7 million. The gross U.S. total was $70.7 million, and worldwide it made $149 million. Million dollars. So, um, Friends with Benefits had a $35 million budget. It made $18.6 million on its opening weekend in the U.S., and it made $55.8 million um, in the U.S. gross earnings and $149 million gross worldwide. Oh my god, they made the same. Wow. I thought it was more, so I'm, I'm wrong. But I guess this one made more in its opening weekend. Maybe Friends with Benefits was, like, up against something else. Yeah. Possibly. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, do you want to go through the trivia? Um, sure. 
The original wow. title for the script was Fuck Buddies, but this wouldn't make it past the MPAA, um, the rating system. The same it, reason why Blockers is called Blockers. Versus, yeah. Um, so it was changed to Friends with Benefits, but then needed to be changed again for obvious reasons, as we are speaking of today. Um, by the pre-screening by the time pre-screening invitations were made, a decision between no strings attached and hooking up had not yet been made. But I'm not going to lie. I actually think hooking up is a better better name for this movie than no strings attached. Yeah, like, I was going to say, I think it's like a better name in general for yeah, almost any movie. But I think specifically for this movie, it's also better it than no strings better. attached because um spoiler alert there are strings attached the, yeah which like i get it's like ironic but like i feel like hooking up is it's catchier and it it very much like fits this movie better i would have gone with that but i mean like who am i yeah maybe there's like random like moms in Illinois that like won't let their kids go see a movie called Hooking Up but they'll let their kid their kids go see a movie called No Strings Attached. Yeah, I mean, clearly the people who wrote this movie are just kind of like they didn't care. No, like they <laughs> do not give an f kind of thing. Like no. they're very much Yeah. Um so the next trivia segment is something that I added, which is rare, um, but I came across it in my research, and, you know, it's really fun. It ties back into the budget, and that is that um, Natalie Portman did an interview where she disclosed that Ashton Kutcher made way more money on this movie than she did, um, and the, I mean, that's basically all it was, but it was about, you know, the gender pay gap in Hollywood. And, like, this movie is a commonly cited example of um, the dangers of that gender pay gap. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say, I like, obviously. Tread lightly. No, no, no. Um, how big was the, the gap between them? I don't remember because, you know. You canceled on me last week, so it's been yeah. a while. I can look back in this article and see if it says. Um, but, yeah, talk for two seconds while I, like, read this article So, again. if it wasn't super... If it was Three like times a, higher. Sorry. Oh, shit. I found okay, it faster yeah. than I thought. I mean, I don't think... I would agree that Ashton Kutcher, like, at the time that they were, like, probably doing contract negotiations for this movie, I feel like... Ashton Kutcher could demand more money than Natalie Portman. However, by the time this movie came out, she's like winning the Oscar for Black Swan. So like However, I also think that like Natalie Portman she's a much more like prestigious actor than She's an, yeah, she's Ashton a Kutcher. Real Ashton Kutcher's like known for like that 70s show and things mm-hmm. like that and it's like Natalie Portman was in like I mean a bad Star Wars But it's Wars, still a romantic still comedy. Star Wars and like all these Oscar bait movies. And so I think that she, like, I, I think that three times more is kind of ridiculous. Like, no, how would you feel, Olivia, if, like, someone who had maybe two years, a man, had two more years of experience than you did, how would you feel if you found out that they made three times the no, amount of No, it's completely, no, that, that, like, that difference is terrible. My but life like, would be completely different if I made only three thing, times as much money as I make. No, the only thing I am saying is, like, maybe at that time, like, I could see him making, like, a little bit more, but definitely, obviously, of course, not three times more. That's insane. Um, yeah. 
I think she's much more, she's more well-respected and, um, and it just sucks that like, also a lot of it too has to do with like contract negotiations and shit. And I think, you know, a lot of. Women are a lot less likely to negotiate, even though like Natalie Gorman's not doing her own contract negotiations. But like, I don't feel like a, a, there's not a lot of, um. I don't feel like a man is going to advocate for a female actress the same way that they're going to advocate for, like, a ma- like, and there's not a lot of female um, agents. Like, I mean, in the same way, that, like, there's just not, it's not as many female agents as ma- Yeah, I don't these know. are all bad things. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, okay. like, there's just not a lot of people there to advocate for these female actresses. Like, it's Which just- is why it's great when news stories like this come out because it makes people aware um, and, you know, Natalie Portman pretty much, like, reached out to, like, every working female actress by doing this article, being like, hey, like, we need to stick together and make sure. Like, I'm sure it would even, it would be completely different even if, like, Natalie Portman was an actress who was a person of color. Like, it would have been yes. even less. And, and I think you it's just have also- to, like, make sure... This also calls it out for men. Like, maybe Ashton Kutcher didn't know that Natalie Portman was making a third yeah. of what she was. And maybe in his contract negotiation, he could be a good ally and say, this is what I want. However, I need to make sure that, like, my salary is an X percentage higher than my co-star. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to, um, like, and I think in order to do, like, for all, for any kind of gender gap like you have to like why I love Glassdoor so much like you have to really we have love to love Glassdoor oh my god I, like need, good... I need to know how much money every single person in exactly the world and like I understand that it's like a faux pas but like I think in this time in this generation like it's important to know what other like to be able you know to how properly much money I make. what it hasn't changed. You know how much money I make. <laughs> no, I no. I mean, no. What I'm saying is like it's like a faux pas to like in the workplace to not to like know what other people make, and it's like you can't ask people. Yeah, that. it's considered no. like tacky to talk about money when it's like no, yeah. it's actually really helpful, and it's kind of a privilege to be able to not talk about money. Yeah, ex- exactly, totally exactly. And I think even in a very high um, earning groups such as like actors and actresses or that top one percent of them or whatever um yeah only i think it's that important that they do though most it, of them don't but them setting an example to like share that information with each other so that they can advocate for each other is important and i yeah. think like and stuff starts in hollywood the trend starts with them that's true acting is also one of the like it's super unionized as well. You have, mm-hmm. like, the, like, SAG and things like that. So you pretty much can't act without being a member of SAG, so... we got to get that health insurance. Yeah. It's apparently really good. I have heard that, too. Like, it's, like, a big deal because, like... I think we listened like, to the same podcast where someone said it was really good. Yeah. Well, no, and I've, like... It might have been Henry on last podcast on the left. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and someone... I know, um, like, it has, like, a reputation... Because, like, you go from having, like... I mean, even like from friends, like Joe, when Joey gets his, his, um, SAG health insurance, like, it's just like a, like, it probably isn't in like the scheme of things, but like, because, um, it has, you know, people go from having zero health insurance to like actually having health insurance. It's one of those things. I don't know. Yeah. That's just, (laughs) 
Let's let's keep going so we can maybe get into the plot to like maybe get through this episode. Anyway, you know the plot's not important in this movie. No, but we have a lot to say about the plot. <laughs> we have yes. a lot of notes. Um, okay, so go to tbtamp.com for everything you need to know about the show. There you will also find a link to our Redbubble store where you can buy stuff to support the show. Remember, charity starts at home. We are your home, apparently. Yeah, um, also while you're listening to the podcast, scroll to the bottom of your Apple Podcast app and select five stars. It's that easy. If you truly love us, you can go the extra mile and leave us a review. Um, I don't... Oh, I, I didn't check. If we I checked earlier. Ones. I need to grab I, my phone, though, but my phone's, like, on my bed. Um, yeah, I checked earlier. There, I don't think there's any new ones, but I have noticed some people in my Hinge profile, like, like my comment about how I'm not going to swipe on you unless you rate and, re- or, like, unless you rate my podcast and they didn't but like fucking, they aren't doing it yeah it's like okay so don't like like that about me and then not do it and it, you know come on yeah um also be sure to talk wow that was sorry um be sure to talk about our podcast to literally anyone that will listen and that includes friends parents work colleagues the person in the bathroom stall next to you facebook anyone spread the word of tbt amp like you would jesus christ or like you would yours yeah, <laughs> we have a thing that we didn't do yeah, um or to... like you would i don't know i i can't think of one this fast it's been um, too long as you would <laughs> um balloons to people that you hooked up with spread the joy of wow. balloons i don't know Drunk calls to every girl yes, in your phone. Uh, yeah, as you would your drunken stupor with everyone in your phone book. Yes. All right. Um, if you have anything you want to share or comment with us about the show, you can email us at tbtamp at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at tbtpodcast. You can follow our personal Instagram and Twitter accounts. Mine is at Mac is cheesy. That's for Olivia. Um, that's at M-A-C-K is cheesy. And mine is Miranda Johnson, M-A-R-A-N-D-A-J-H-N-Z-O-N. Cool. Okay. We made it. Yeah. We're at the plot. Here we go. It's only been probably like half an hour. Okay. <laughs> Listen at 1.5 speed. I promise it's better. Um, so, do you want to start or should I? Hold on. Um, you can start. Okay. So, Adam and Emma meet at a summer camp as teenagers. Ten years later, they run into each other again at a frat party where Emma invites him to attend her father's funeral with her the next day. Haven't seen you in ten years. Let's go to my dad's funeral. So, again, another four years into the future. They once again run into each other in Los Angeles. I don't know where they were. Like, it seemed... I don't know. I don't know where that was. It had a very, like, Seattle vibe almost. Or, yeah, like, they were at, like, like, a farmer's market on a bay. I'm like, too where? Too clean to be L.A. <laughs> yeah. And it was, like, yeah. Yeah, maybe, like, a San Diego or something. Yeah, I wasn't getting an L.A. vibe from that. But Santa Barbara whatever. even. We'll yeah. get there. Literally, we will get to Santa Barbara during this movie. But, um, for, so, yeah, another four years there to, to each other in L.A. And Emma is doing her residency. I think she said, like, at UCLA? I don't no, know. she said at, um, like, Westlake UC? Hospital, which is not a place, I don't think. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, um, it, and like, then Adam is working as a production assistant on a teen musical TV show with the hopes of becoming a writer. Adam's dad is a fairly famous actor. It seems... 
he seems pretty famous, um, television actor, and he starred in his own show. However, Adam clearly resents growing up with a stereotypically famous actor parent. While visiting his dad, Adam finds out that his dad and his ex-girlfriend are not only dating, but living together. He then goes on a drunken bender in which he calls every girl on his phone to secure a hookup. Yes. All right. Um, remember how I said Friends with Benefits had one of the best opening scenes? You don't? I did. Um, I, but I think, like, No Strings Attached has one of the worst opening scenes I've ever seen. I mean, I thought it was funny when he, they're, like, sitting on this dock at a summer camp, and he's, like, telling her his problems. He's like, I'm here because my parents are getting divorced. And then she's, like, trying to comfort him, which is, like, her big character trait is that she, like, is awkward in, like, personal relationships or, like, romantic relationships. So she's, like, trying to comfort him. And he's, like, can I finger you? It was... I don't know why I did not see it. And I've seen this movie several times. I'm just, like, where the fuck did that come from? So I laughed. I did LOL. I Um, don't think I LOL. But honestly, it's been such a long time. I don't remember. Um... Also, like, this frat party was, I'm like, I've been to this frat party. Like, it was so accurate. Like, there, and then, like, with the, with the pajamas, and she shows up in a onesie, which, like, today, showing up in a onesie is cute, but, like, I guess not back in, uh, you know, 2011, minus four years. Um, Yeah, and, like, they're in Boston. That's what you need to wear. Yeah, truly. Um. And also, so they're talking. She's talking to Adam. Um, Emma and Adam are catching up at the frat party. And he is complimenting her because she goes to MIT. And she's like, without anything else, without saying anything else, she's like, yeah, sometimes my neck gets sore. And he's like, why? She's like, because my brain's so big. I have used this joke so many times. Didn't remember where it was from. That's why I'm glad we watched this movie. Um, I think it's hilarious. Maybe that's actually why my neck is always so sore. Her, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, it's a great joke. It's easy to slip in there. I recommend it for everyone. Um, But it was just like, he literally was like, oh, MIT, that's cool. You must, like, you grew up to be really smart. And she's like, yeah, my my shoulders hurt. I'm like, what? Or my neck gets sore. My shoulder genuinely hurts right now. Mine, mine does too, but it's not from my my head. So no, mine's from just from like the way I sit at my desk. <laughs> um. So also, I do love that she says like I have to go to this stupid thing tomorrow. Want to come with me? And she's talking about her dad's funeral. Like it's just, she's just odd. Like yeah, I, she is so weird. Like she's almost like Aspergery. Like she definitely like has like she's doesn't like, do not well like in other girls. She just, like, doesn't do well in, like, social situations, but it seems to be exclusively with him. Like, she's not like that even with the guy that, the other resident guy that she, like, that is clearly hitting on her. The one that's obsessed with her. I don't remember what his name was. Um, The Harvard crew rower guy. Um, But, like, yeah, like, that was, I don't know. It's, she seems to be totally normal except with Adam, which is weird. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, that's how you know they're made for each other. Oh, and Duh. her uh her like resident advisor physician who that guy, she like that was weird. That was I did not understand why we needed that and it was like so we awkward. Didn't. It made me uncomfy. Like me and Mindy were very uncomfy in all those situations. <laughs> me and Mindy. You know, we do that. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so I'm already comparing this to Friends with Benefits while watching, and I felt like the scenes in Friends with Benefits were, like, much more straightforward with, like, a lot of funny dialogue, and then in this scene it's just, like, slapstick and weird, and there, like, haven't, I don't know, there hadn't really been any good dialogue yet, except Adam's friend at the frat party being like, yeah, I agree, when the girl rejected him. Like, that was funny. <laughs> um, it's like, if they just try and keep being super, like, heartfelt... Because they did that in, like, the scene at the camp, and then they did it again in, like, the the scene at the frat party where he has to, like, go to her mom's funeral, or her dad's funeral, excuse me. And the whole thing, it's just, like, these are emotional moments, but you haven't earned them yet. Like, it's weird to just sprinkle these in at the very beginning of a movie. Like, maybe ramp up to that. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Yeah. Um, also, when they're at the farmer's market, there's a mariachi band, because, you know, it's L.A., um, and the mariachi band is playing Don'tcha by the Pussycat Goth Dolls. So, and, like, I listened for it, and I don't feel like, I didn't, I don't know, because I also watched, like, the TV edit version, and I don't think, um, I don't know. Why do I you keep watching the TV edit version? Because it's on demand currently. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, also, the fake High School Musical slash Glee that he works on is yeah, incredible. Like, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it, it was pretty. It was pretty good. Um, it's a show it, that I one hundred percent would watch. Oh yeah, totally, completely. Um, For sure. I I kind of felt like Adam was like too old to be a pe- like he looks okay. So I guess he's supposed to be like a recent college graduate, which like makes sense that he would be a. But PA. they were in college at the same time, and she already has her. Like, oh yeah, she'd be a resident, so she'd degree. be th- so he'd be like three years, three or four years out of, uh, or three or four years out of undergrad. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like he like looks too old to be a PA, especially like on a teeny bopper TV show kind of thing. He's I think he's just like too tall and good looking to be a PA. Yeah, that's probably true. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam is also just like, oh my god, I'm so noble. I won't take my famous dad pulling strings for me to get a better job. Like, he's so annoying. I mean... He's like, I don't want to use my privilege. Like, whatever. It's like, just do it. Just use it. Just do it. And then we don't have to worry about it. Like, I don't know. Because it, I don't know. I just don't think it makes you that much like more special. And wow, Lindsay just sent me the most ridiculous article about. It's a BuzzFeed article, and it is entitled like the twenty-one embarrassing photos of the Jonas Brothers you once thought were hot. I was just about to say, is it about the Jonas Brothers? Um, yeah. We've been texting about the Jonas Brothers today, and it's been great. It's Thursday. The Jonas Brothers are coming out with their song today. Deeply excited, and no one at work was excited for me because I'm the really? youngest person in my office, and like the second youngest people are guys who like don't care. Oh, and it was just it was really hard to be me today. <laughs> but sure. oh my god, if you get them talking about like Jordan Woods, it is nonstop. Really? Yes. That's so random. That they, like, care about Jordan Woods, but they don't care about... Okay. I mean, it's like the same demo. No, I think you can be older and care about Jordan Woods. Yeah, I, I guess... because the Kardashians like, are yeah, a little more universal. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, um, Chloe and Kai... Uh, Chloe is older, so... Okay, let's get back to the movie. Anyway, please. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, uh, so the next morning, Adam wakes up on a sofa wearing nothing but a small towel. It turns out that he texted Emma and then came to the apartment she shares with some other resident, uh, other, like, doctor residents. Uh, Patrice, <laughs> They Shira. reside in the apartment, and they're also residents. Yeah, exactly. Uh, double meaning, residents. Oh. Uh, Shira and Guy, who is Guy Branham. Um, I want to live in this apartment. Yeah, so much fun. I want to live with Greta Gerwig, Mindy Kaling, and Guy Branham. Uh, I'll just take Mindy Kaling. Um, okay, I would take the other two to, like, get to Mindy. Okay. Well, like, I will I say, one Mindy. thing that kind of bothers me about Mindy Kaling is that, like, we don't know who her baby daddy is. I think that's progressive. I don't think she needs to tell anybody who the ha- Like, I don't think I she just needs like to. Mindy Kaling. I thought you were my friend. But, like, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I okay. get that. But, like, I respect her for it. Um, but once there, he, once Adam showed up at the apartment, he took off all of his clothes and then passed out. Um, he, Emma leads Adam to her bedroom to retrieve his missing pants and they end up having sex. Um, Emma doesn't text or call Adam back after their tryst, so he brings her a balloon, uh, to her work. Uh, she tells him that. Uh, So gross it's so uncomfy like I was uncomfy yeah. the whole time work stop yeah and like I'm like how did you find her in a hospital like a big hospital oh my god yeah it was very uncomfy um she tells him that she isn't good at relationships and they decide to keep things casual but he warns her about falling in love with him and she dismisses the idea and they both set ground rules to keep what they're doing from becoming too serious you know as you do yeah. Once again, my first note is this movie is so much slower. <laughs> Friends of Benefits has like a joke in every line of dialogue. It's like they rushed this to theaters and didn't finish editing it, which is genuinely a theory that I have. There's a lot more um there's a lot more characters in this movie too. Like For I sure. felt like we were kept being introduced to new people that like we didn't really need. Also, Patrice and Eli are dating in this and I honestly would much rather watch a movie about them. Yeah, they're very cute. Um, Patrice is an interesting character, I think. Um, yeah. It's like the two best friends, and obviously they're also dating, so. Of course, yeah, they have to be. I mean, like, how else does do couples work? How do you meet people in real life, you know? Yeah, true. So, at first things go well, but Adam becomes jealous when Sam, that's his name, dating <laughs> another resident, clearly wants to begin dating Emma. Meanwhile, one of the producers on Adam's show, Lucy, offers, again, like, such generic names they just gave up. But, like, also, like, there's just so many, like, just extra people running around, and, like, there I are needed too to... many na- people in this dang movie. Yeah, like, they kept, like, reappear. I didn't have them named in the beginning, and I, like, went back and named, because I'm, like, they keep That's popping back up. That's in my dissertation. Up. Yeah, I'm, like, they keep popping back up, so we have to learn their names. Like, we have yeah, to learn, Lucy- like, a team of names for this movie. Lucy is Lake Bell, if you've forgotten. So Lucy offers to read the episode he wrote, and Emma's younger sister, who is um, the girl who Katie. plays Juno's best friend in Juno. Yes. It took me such a long time. I was like, where do I know this girl from? Juno. That's where I know that girl from. Her name is Katie um, in this movie, in case wow. we... Cool. I think we'll get there. Yeah, this was um, one that like I probably forgot to go back and add her name, but reference no, her fine. name later. <laughs> Emma's younger sister gets engaged. When Emma and all of her roommates are on their periods together, because, you know, they've all synced up, because that's how 
yeah, it's whatever. Um, Adam brings them all cupcakes and a period mixtape, which I do remember about this oh, movie. Yeah. And I remember thinking it was funny. I don't think it's funny anymore. I mean, it would be weird. It would be weird uh, now. So, like, these med people, they need to, like, get on birth control. I feel like these, like, residents do not have time to, like, get Well, like, that periods. also might be why they are all on their periods at the same time, is that they're all on birth control and they choose to be on their periods at the same time. That's um, a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. But, like, all, but like it almost would be worse if, like, one person is, like, always on their period. Um, but... Fair. I mean, but, Guy Branham's never on Yeah, his. I mean, yeah, but, like, but, yeah, and, um, but, I mean, the... the Actually, I feel like he's always on his period. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Well, and the period, the mixy thing is, it, it's not funny, but, like, it, it's weird that, like, he knows she's on her period. I don't know, like, it's weird that, like, if somebody did that, I wouldn't think it was funny. I would think it'd be really weird. I'd be like, well, this seems like a lot of work to put into something that's like, this happens every month. Like, we don't need, like, a special thing for it. Like, yeah. it's not my first period. Like, <laughs> Totally. I don't need an introduction um, to, like, what happens. Yeah, so they spend the night together, and they're just, like, spooning fully clothed. And that freaks Emma out even more. And she decides that they need to hook up with other people for a while. So, like... They're not friends with benefits at this point. They haven't been. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, they've basically, like, been dating, but, like, haven't put a title on it. Like, casually dating. But they're neither one of them. I guess they did. I think they were for, like, a little montage. Okay. And, like, they're definitely, like, not. They made it pretty clear. And then she's like, hey, man, I need to take five to seven days off. Yeah. And, like, they made it pretty clear when they were, like, setting their ground rules, like, that they're they neither of them have time for other people so like that's why i don't know like they kind of like do say like we're not like she says at least i'm not going to be hooking up with anybody else but it's weird that she like freaks out and is like you need to go hook up with somebody else and then i guess i will too it's like that's mm, mm, i don't like that like that that would never happen i just don't feel like that would ever ever much of this movie would literally never happen yeah like there's just no way Two weeks later, Emma gets drunk at a holiday party while Adam sends her pictures of himself with two other girls. And the two other girls, like, clearly just want to hook up with each other and they, like, don't care about him at all. And, like, one of them, um, it works at the bar that, like, like yeah. he he's, like, a regular at the bar. So it's like, uh, okay, that's low-hanging yeah. fruit, bro. So when she believes that he's going to have a threesome and hook up with another girl or two, um, she jumps in a cab to his house. And when Emma arrives at Adam's house, she chases the girls out of his house, calling them pumpkins. I don't know why. And then she and Adam hook up, obviously. Okay, so I love that Joy, the girl who works at the bar that he is thinking of or trying to hook up with, has like... When they're sitting in the bar, the other girl is like... She does the best impressions. And she does this... Uh, like this terrible Drew Barrymore impression. Well, like it's not terrible. It's a good Drew Barrymore impression, but like I hate Drew Barrymore, and like it just like I loved that it was like very ludicrous. Is uh, ludicrous is sitting there also talking about how he sees this all the time uh, yeah. because he owns the bar, and he's just like very it, like that made me laugh because I hate Drew Barrymore, and I kind of think Ludacris hates Drew Barrymore, but I'm not saying that. Um, so, also, 
when Emma is drunk, she gets in the cab at the holiday party and she tells the cab driver to take me to Adam's house. And he says, okay, ma'am, where's that? And she said, where Adam lives. Somehow she shows up at Adam's house, which is amazing. Here's the thing, though. Like, Olivia points out this line. This is 100% something that, like, I've seen you do. <laughs> like, I've always taken Uber, so, like, we know where we're going when we get That's in the car. But, but you totally would be like, no, just kidding. I don't want to go to my drop-off location. I want to go to Adam's house. Okay, that's never happened. No, but, like, but it would. Also, I just I just love the sassy sense of humor. I think it's funny and or, witty. And I that's appreciate not true. it. You'd be like, I'm going to go find Adam. Like, And I'm like, Adam's like, I, who is that? And it's you would just never get in the Uber. Like, that's usually the problem. Yeah, that's, that, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I, I would say, I would tell everyone I was in the Uber when I didn't get in the Uber and I did something completely different because Olivia likes to go on. That is such an Olivia move. Yeah, I like to do. I'm in an Uber and not being in an Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm, when I'm intoxicated, that is what I do. I uh, go off on my own. Like I'm she a, cannot be tamed. See no. Cheetah Girls 2 episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Good. And you'll understand what I've been through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not even the half of it. <laughs> no, honestly, I haven't seen you at your worst. You can, So you can appreciate me at my best. <laughs> no, I haven't seen you at your, at your worst. So I know. I so just appreciate, appreciate, so appreciate me <laughs> at the greatness that you do get me. So you know what? Whatever. Medium. <laughs> Whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, so on Adam's birthday, he gets angry at his dad for showing up at his work, but reluctantly... Rightly. Ag- what? Why oh, Why do people keep showing up at people's work? Yeah, that's a weird thing. Just wait until we get off, you know? <laughs> um, but he reluctantly agrees to go out to dinner with him and his ex-girlfriend, Vanessa, bringing Emma along with him as, like, his date. At dinner, Adam's dad and Vanessa announce that they are planning to have a baby together, and Emma sticks up for Adam and rightfully berates the couple. He convinces her, Adam does, um, to go out on a real date with him on Valentine's Day, and on their date, they play mini golf, share a single milkshake, and they walk around LACMA, um, around the, you know, the street light thing, street lamps, um... And yeah. then Adam makes Emma uncomfortable when he tries to tell her that he is falling in love with her, and she becomes very angry and um, belligerent, basically, uh, telling him that he should just date a girl who isn't going to hurt him, and which is kind of true. And he takes her back to the hospital and tells her he doesn't want to see her anymore, you know, which is Yikes. an appropriate reaction. I mean, it's fair. Yeah, um, totally fair. So dur- during their date, they go get milkshakes because, like, that's what people do in movies. And there's a scene where they're, like, fighting over this one milkshake, and he grabs, like, a ton of straws and tries to put them in the milkshake. And that does not hold up. Like, that would not go down well in Los Angeles in 2019. Yeah, it's not a good look. Hopefully, this is, like, a back alley milkshake place. Yeah. Not, like, pops or something. But, like, um, also, like, if you look like Ashton Kutcher, you know, it's it's not so, cr- it's not so like, bad. No. Um, the fight scene is horrible. Like, the fight scene is just one of the cringiest things I've ever seen. Because they're just, you know, going around Lachma and things like that. Um, also, I do love the police officer. Like, he's yeah. like, you gotta calm down. And she's like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. And then she just, like, runs and jumps on his back. It's amazing. Something no one would ever do. Absolutely not. 
and except also, for Uncle Olivia. That is no, I w- I don't I do not get in fights when I'm drunk. Yeah, like I'm I'm not a uh, no because you're nowhere to be found. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I would not I I would not be there, and um, but like also this that you can see those from the streets at what uh, for, on like Olympic, isn't that uh, not yeah. Olympic? Um, I think you're right. Beverly maybe it might be. Uh, it no, doesn't matter. I, either way, like it's a very main thoroughfare that these like that this is occurring fancy. on. I mean, like it's a very busy street. Um, that like these. Uh, That's what main thoroughfare means: busy street. <laughs> so these street lamps are on a very busy area, or in a very busy area, and it's like it just it's a it's a weird place to have a fight, I guess. Also, there's no way that there would be no one there. They're on Wilshire. Okay, well, sure. Um, there's no way there will be no one. First of all, there's no one there when they get there. And then when they're fighting, there's a million people, which any time, every moment of the day, there's about 100 people at this thing. I passed by it every day on my way to work taking selfies. So, like, there's just – this scene is impossible. Yeah. True. I don't buy it for a second. Sorry. Um, yeah, that's so true. Um, I also, I'm really glad that this movie isn't called Friends with Benefits because it would be a waste of that movie because they're friends with benefits for like three minutes. Yeah, it's, they aren't, yeah, they're definitely more like casually dating than Friends with Benefits. Yeah. Um, which are two very different things. Yes. Yes, definitely. I also, like, I mean this in the nicest way I can possibly say it, which means I probably don't actually mean it in that nice of a way, but, um... I totally don't understand why Adam is in love with her. Like, is he just manifesting this all as a way to deal with his trauma? Because, like, they've always had that kind of thing. And he's probably, like, put a lot of projections onto her, like, in his memory. Like, remembering those times that they've had together as, like, being much better than they actually were. Well, and for both of them. I don't know. I just don't, I don't buy it. Well, and, like, for both of them. They're like their memories together are like very closely associated with like trauma, like his parents divorcing and her dad dying. Exactly. Like they only see each other when like traumatically bad thing. And then his girlfriend dating his father. Like they just they very much like always happen to be there for each other in like times of crisis. And um, like that does Even not though, make like, a good all relationship. We've ever seen is times of conflict. Yeah, and like that doesn't make well, not even necessarily con- like if your parent passes, you know, it's just like cr- like internal crisis and trauma, like sadness, you know, difficulty, um, and like that does- synonyms. <laughs> but like that just like doesn't make a good relationship, you know. No. But it no. Do- like they could be good friends. Like that does tend to make a good friendship, but like not yeah. necessarily. Like, yeah. fall in love with somebody. No. Um, another thing that I mean in the nicest way possible, um, it's a really good thing that Greta Gerwig is a director now and not an actress, and that's all I'm going to say. Um, y- okay, I don't even know what scene you're referencing to. I just... I don't think she does that good of a job. No, she always, she's very, like, harsh the whole time. She yeah, seems pissed know. off. Yeah, and like it doesn't seem on purpose. Yeah, I don't think I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. No, it just doesn't. Maybe she's that good, but she's just kind of like it. The, the character's very basic. Yeah, and I, don't know. I feel like her talents definitely like lie elsewhere. 
Yeah, in, in directing. Yeah, and Apparently. even, like, writing and all that, you know? Yeah. Also, LOL at Lucy being like, I didn't know you could write given that you're so beautiful. Like, why Amazing. has no one ever said this to me? Like, how great would it be to be so attractive that people think you're illiterate? Like, that's that's honestly... Well, and she, like... She's, I am the opposite. But, like, <laughs> I feel like if, you, if like, I said people that... People look at me and they're like, you look like a writer. She is <laughs> at his house, like, in his room with him, like, saying that... She's like, yeah, I had no idea, given that you're so... Like, she's, like, so, like, you know, gorgeous. Hardcore hitting on him. Yeah, and it... And it's like, okay, um, I feel she like... She used that, the word beautiful. But, like, if you say that to somebody, like, to their face, like, in, that, in an awkward... Like, I would be, like... One, you don't just don't say that. Like, end the sentence that I had no idea you could write. Like, done. We don't have to say anything. Um, yeah. Or, you know, maybe be like, oh my god, I cannot. Like, I, I could. Oh my god. Like, I'd be like, I cannot believe I just said that out loud. Goodbye. Like, I need to get out of here. See ya. And she's just like, oh, you want to hang out? Cool. I'll be here forever. Yeah. Um. That's all I have. So. Um. All right. Did yeah. I read the last one or did you? No, I did. Okay, I literally already forgot. So, when Adam arrives back home, he finds that his producer has shown up to tell him that she read his script and really enjoyed it. She also obviously has feelings for him. I think this was, I think my last point was supposed to go under this bullet, but it's fine. Um, It's fine. She also clearly has feelings for him, and he invites her to stay and hang out. Six weeks later, why? Adam's script is filmed, and with Lucy's help, he gets a regular writing job on the show, because that's how that works, apparently. Bada bing. Um, meanwhile, it's the weekend of Emma's sister Katie's wedding. <laughs> Real quick. Um, and at the rehearsal dinner, she confesses to her sister that she can't stop thinking about Adam. Emma does. Katie doesn't know who Adam is. <laughs> yes. Katie insists that she call no, Adam. No, she knows and- who he is. He was at her well, dad's yeah, funeral. But- oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Katie insists that she call Adam and tell him how she feels and he tells her that she is only feeling this way because everyone around her is happy and she is not which is so harsh yeah way harsh Ty Um, as they hang up Emma realizes that she needs to talk to Adam in person and with Katie's permission she drives to his house from Santa Barbara wow I'm gonna sit here and pretend I wouldn't watch Adam's show but like just know there's there's okay i said that sentence fully wrong i'm not gonna sit here and pretend i wouldn't watch adam's show but there's no way they'd have this kind of rap party just for like one episode like these people have like are working well they don't they usually do more than one episode in a day sometimes depending on i don't know i think with with glee specifically i think i remember reading that they would literally do like one a week okay yeah so like not that big of a deal I mean, I guess it's supposed to be, like, celebrating his promotion, but I don't feel like you usually get, like, a party for a promotion. No, you really don't. Like, it seemed like they were doing, like, a rap party for this episode, and they were calling it a rap party. So unless he has, like, the season finale. Yeah. Which, I like, why would they give him the season Because remember finale? she said they were going to hire a freelance person before, this, uh, um, before, like, a mid-season break or something. She said, like, mm. it's before a break, but, like, I don't think it would warrant a rap party kind of thing. Yeah, like, if this was, uh, if this was like, a teen show that's on right now, like, Riverdale, like, they're just getting on a plane going back to L.A. during their mid-season breaks. Like, they're not staying, like, and working yeah they're they're young actors like living their best life they're gonna go live their best life yeah exactly that's the dumbest thing i've ever said (laughs) 
Um, and then Ed- Emma also says that she hasn't talked to Adam in months. And then also, like, Katie's wedding is coming up. And I'm like, I, I really just genuinely don't understand this pacing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, unless Katie can throw together a wedding pretty quickly. Um, yeah. I think a lot more time, like, we're supposed to believe that, like, a lot of time passes while they're, like, are casually dating. Yeah. And that's, this like they, is something that I mentioned in my dissertation, but I feel like, I'll, I'll say it now, it's fine. Um, I feel like with Friends with Benefits, so much of the movie happens in front of you, mm-hmm. and with No Strings Attached, so much of the movie happens in these months that, like, the click remote just, like, skips over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and we're kind of like, rewind, rewind. And it's like, nope, just kidding. We can't rewind anymore. Well, and also with um, Friends with Benefits, <clears throat> they use, like, specific dates, like, July 4th weekend. And, like, yes. this, they use, like, um, calendar dates to, like, signify how much time has gone by. Um, and this, you're like, it could be October, but it could also be, like, the next year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Also, big ups to Katie for getting married at the Biltmore in Santa Barbara, which is a Four Seasons. Uh, it's a really, it's really great pretty. choice. I recognized. I was like, oh, my God, beautiful. I recognized, actually, when they were driving up. I was like, I make that drive quite a bit. So, But also, like pain in the ass all of your family has to come out from ann arbor which like ann arbor like the is a very nice area also um for anybody who doesn't know santa barbara's worth it yeah but i mean and um but like also like the average level of education of um a parent in ann arbor is like a phd like everybody like ann arbor is a very nice um if for a college yeah, town, like, it's incredibly nice. Who lives in Ann Arbor except for, like, people who are affiliated with the University of Michigan? But it's not even just, like, a normal college town. Like, it's, like, a very, um, like, affluent college town, which is weird. Like, it, which is different, especially for the Midwest, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all I have. Oh, all right. Um... Um, oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I skipped one. So while Emma is waiting at Adam's house, she sees him arrive home with Lucy after the wrap party and she is devastated and tearfully drives away. But not before like going to Dunkin' Donuts or something like that and like getting a ton of Dunkin' Donuts and I, I feel that. Yeah, I don't like powdered donuts, so... Um. No, it really reminded me, though, of when I was coming back from Disneyland, and I got um, beignets on my way out of Disneyland. Oh. I went to the jazz yeah. cafe thing mm-hmm. in downtown Disney and got some beignets and then ate them in the car. Worst idea I've ever had. My pants? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah. When I got... I was wearing black jeans, and when I got out, oh, my no. pants were no longer black. Well, and I, I do love that Katie her sister like is sitting in her like uh honey like her suite. she also told her to get like four dozen yeah well she's she like knows the price point of a dozen donuts how much money do you have um i'm just like oh shit somebody does her own grocery shopping um and she's, she's yeah like, and she's $5. like you're gonna need two okay they're 125 yeah well no they were like 579 i'm like like i feel like her like she's like do you have your credit card on you like okay like yeah, why does she not need gas well, like, she, why does she need to know how much they cost? <laughs> like, does she only carry $20 cash at a time? Apparently. It was very odd. Um, 
but like I like Katie. I wish Katie was in the in the movie more. Um, but anyway, Adam and Lucy begin hooking up at Adam's house, and but Vanessa calls. Vanessa, the ex-girlfriend, calls before they get very far to tell Adam that his father is in the hospital for overdosing on cough syrup. And at the hospital, she tells him that she can't handle... She tells Adam that she can't handle being in a relationship with his dad due to his age. Um, He ends up having a tender conversation... This is Adam, has a tender conversation with his dad um, about falling in love. I didn't follow the conversation very well. It wasn't that tender. It was just like a... It's supposed to be tender, but it was like a weird conversation. And he like sneaks the dog in. It's weird. Um, But then Shira ends up texting Emma to let her know that Adam's dad is in the hospital. So she rushes there to see Adam, Um, not the dad, which is sneaky. Um, She tells him that she's in love with him and they reconcile. Despite how harsh he was on the phone, like very easily reconcile. Um, But in the morning, they eat breakfast together and they drive to Santa Barbara for Katie's wedding. And they're almost late, which is very rude because they eat like breakfast very slowly. They didn't seem to be in a rush at breakfast. That's true. So rude. And it's like your sister's wedding. Like, why don't you just eat breakfast at the hotel when you get there? Is this very necessary? Grab some donuts on the way. Exactly. You You got 10 bucks in your pocket. So, yeah. Um, character to keep an eye on, Freckles, which is the dog. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, I think you skipped a... Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, Freckles. Freckles the Pomeranian, who, like, doesn't have freckles. So, like, such a weird name. Yeah. A really strange name. Yes. Um, yeah, also, um, while his dad is, like, sitting there giving this weird advice about love Adam's dad he says blow is blind which is probably the best advice he ever gave him so that was nice it was a tender moment he gave him good advice about blow being blind wow okay um I also laughed out loud when his dad was like I've been married three times and he's like twice and his dad's like okay (laughs) it was very relatable for me (laughs) Yeah, it was. I'm just like, what? Like, I like yeah. wh- when it happened. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, that relationship is so weird. It's so it's so strange, and like, I don't think anyone can relate to because. And I made a point to say like, tip stereotypical, you know, famous Hollywood parent. Like the very much like smoking weed all the time. Like dating your ex girlfriend who's like a model. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a very awkward. And, like, Adam, I don't feel like would be as normal as he is. So that's weird. Yeah. Um, Also, not sure if I've heard advice given in any movie that I agree with less than we don't pick who we fall in love with. Yes, we do. We completely do. Completely. Yeah. 100%. Like, sometimes Um, you fall in love with people who you find out are shitty people, but, like, you still can, like, help it. Yeah. And you can choose. Yeah. You can be lied to and manipulated, Um, but, like, that doesn't mean you don't, you didn't pick to fall in love with them. True. Um, Also, this movie reminds me of the movie they were making fun of in Friends with Benefits. Oh, dear. (laughs) The the Jason Seagal movie. Totally. And whoever that girl was, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, however, they did have, like, a great song in this part of the movie. They had Love Lost by the Temper Trap, and I was like, it might redeem this whole movie. And then I was like, never mind, this movie does not deserve this song. This song is so good. I mean, that's a pretty big redemption, like, for one song to it redeem. Would take, it ta- honestly, it takes a lot. Yeah. Um, and then, at the very end of this movie, where when they sort of get to the wedding and, like, all is good, um, Emma says, what happens now? But you can clearly, like, read her lips, and she's saying, what do we do now? And they, like, dubbed over her saying, what happens now? And I was like, why did they do that? Like, I really didn't understand. But I think it's because, like, once I was thinking about this for a while, I think it's because what do we do now is a little too, like, suggestive. Like, I think that that seems, like, sexual, and they wanted it to be a little more romantic with what happens now. Um, but like clearly, you know, you get your ass to the, to your, you know, like you're part deal with the wedding. Yeah. You are a, yeah. Well, and like you are a bridesmaid in this wedding. You have a job to do. Go back to work. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like they're like, it's like, they're at a point where like. It's a dumb question. Yeah. They have something very clearly to do. This isn't like a, um, like a, like existential moment or anything like that they are like literally i just ran in like it's like if you run in and clock into your job and you're like well what do i do now it's like you it's just kind of a lazy way to end the movie yeah it was very weird like they act like there was like a surprise or something there and it's like no you you need to just go be a bridesmaid like that's how that works (laughs) usually when you're just go do whatever your sister tells you to do yeah exactly like it's not it's not that difficult, you know, like, this isn't you two sitting on a couch and be like, okay, now what do we do, you know, like, also, you are, like, almost 30, have you never been in, like, any sort of, any kind of relationship at all? Like, come on. Yeah, I think that's what it was supposed to be. It's a choice. Um, so the end credits show an epilogue in which Alvin and Lucy are in a relationship and are in a restaurant waiting for Adam to arrive to tell him. Adam's roommate, Jake Johnson, and Patrice are also in a relationship, and they're shown meeting his two dads. I don't know why he has two dads, but he does. Um, Vanessa had told Adam at, that old people scare her, and then there's a scene where she's ridden with anxiety when she's trapped in an elevator full of senior citizens. And then... Adam and Emma are just seen kissing in the park, being happy. Sam and Shira are in a relationship, but he wants his freedom and isn't pleased when she reveals that she's already been seeing other men. And then Katie's having a baby, and Emma's still, like, is the delivering doctor. Like, didn't know she was an OB, but okay. Yeah, they never said that. Okay. (laughs) No. And then Guy lures a nervous-looking Sam, who's, like, the frat guy, into a hospital room to, you know have a a nice little break time maybe they're the friends with benefits of this movie (laughs) and then at last adam and emma are shown peacefully sleeping together and honestly it's almost as bad as the harry potter 7 epilogue like i really uh, liked the harry potter 7 epilogue it's so cringy i need a i need a bow like i need things wrapped up in a bow you really do like olivia does not like an ending that's no i i don't like what happens Exactly. Like, I need... It is the job of the writer to tell me what happens. You can't, like, half-ass finish a story. Hard disagree. I do not read to use my imagination beyond the plot (laughs) of the story. Like, I need you to... I can use my imagination to picture what it looks like the... Like, like to 
you know, make the image in my mind, but I am not going to do your job for you and create the plot. That's your job, writer. Writer, people. I feel like you're literally talking directly to me. Yes, because we've had this conversation before, and I'm As just letting still you know. still makes an ending, I feel like you're literally talking to me. Yeah, I need you. I need a solid ending. And if, like, you... If I read your book, and I'm... It, this is directly to you. If I read your book and there is not a bow on the end, I'm gonna. That's gonna be my. I'm like, honestly, it's trash because it. There. What am I supposed to do with this? Like, what do I do well, with this? I think you're gonna say that, like, no matter what I do, but it's fine. I mean, I I wouldn't anyway. say that, but yeah. But yeah, if um, there's no if there's no solid ending, um, it's I'll coming. Keep that in mind. Okay. Please, you know, just make one up and just throw it on the end if you have to. Make a nice I mean, epilogue. That's all writing is—is is making things up. Be like the, but I mean, you could do like Olivia's epilogue. <laughs> just be like, here, I, I did this for you. Just add it. This would add never it to your copy. Staple it in. Exactly, and like, <laughs> it, it gets published. So it's not there. I'd be like, uh, one day I can come out and be like, actually, I do know what I know what happens <laughs> because I got the, I demanded an epilogue for this for yeah, this book. Yeah, but like if you get to make up your own ending, then everybody's happy. That's such a cop out. Okay. I no, because like it's your story. So like why does everybody everybody doesn't need to be happy? It's my story. <laughs> okay. Um <sighs> who's your character to keep an eye on? Um Mine's Mindy. Freckles. Shira, obviously. Okay, that's fair. I need that's for fair. her to um I love also I love her part in that blog that like, you know, she ends up getting the hot rower guy and then he's like, yeah, I think he's like going like, to be a doctor. What? The hot rower guy who's going to be a doctor. Yeah, well, I mean, so she, but yeah. And oh, then right, she's like, uh, yeah, I've already, he's like, uh, I think we should, you know, hook up with other people still. I'm not ready to settle down. She's like, oh, I've been doing that. Like, yes. Thank you, Mindy. Honestly, a great move if anyone ever tells you that. Though. Yeah, I'd be. Well, and then she's like, and he's like, like really? no matter what, that's what he you should like say. Asks for specifics too. He's like, really? Who? And she's like, well, I mean, remember that trip to Cabo? I was really bad. Like, <laughs> thank you, Min- yeah. She's got him. She's got it. Like, good for Wait. her. A plus. Yeah. Um, what's your rating? Who, oh, is your character freckles? Freckles. Okay. <laughs> Instrumental in this movie. Um, if there's a dog, I'm making it the dog. I mean, that's kind of my MO, but okay. Um, I... No, yours is like the dad. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Bolton. Um, I'm going to give it... Uh, I'll say a 3.5. I'm giving it a 2.5. Oh my god. Bad. Okay. Yeah, I feel like there's so many words... Okay, so it's going to be a three overall. Um, Friends with Benefits, just a reminder, scored a 4.25. I gave it a four. You gave it a 4.5. Yeah, I stand by that. Dang, Sade. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I so. mean, not Sade that you would stand by your 4.5. Sh- yeah. Like, two points less? Dang. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're going to go into the dissertation portion. The only thing that when I was watching this movie, I like because I kind of knew you didn't like it. Like I had like tips that you didn't like it. Um, not the dissertation, but um, like I, I 
knew that you didn't like it. And I kept thinking, like, as I'm watching it, you really have to like um, both Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher to like this movie. Like, if you're not fans of them, it's not your movie. Like, you have to, like, appreciate Natalie Portman and, like, enjoy that, like, dumb humor that Ashton Kutcher is kind of known for. And, like, that's not a huge group of people, I don't think. Yeah. Um, That's fair. So, do you want to go through your part first and then I can go into my, like, giant diatribe? Or do you want to, like, fit yours into mine? Or Um, how do you want to do this? The only thing... So, my... Did you read through mine? So... No, I, I did not have time to read through yours. Um, the only things cool. that, like, I, I like, really noticed, um, like, that stood out to me personally was I really liked that both the cities in each movie were, like, definitely a character, and I really liked that. Um, I would agree with that. Like, I li- I liked the LACMA stuff. Like, I thought, I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, and kind of like we said before, No Strings Attached is much more of like your standard rom-com. Like, not as much comedy, much more and romance. By standard, you mean bad. I, I mean, it's just not as... Um, I I don't think it was written by like comedy writers, you know? I, I feel like it was more of like uh, somebody who wrote... Like, who did like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days kind of thing. It was mm-hmm. very like standard romantic comedy where like friends with benefits was much more comedic overall yeah true okay which one should i go through first um yeah just go through no strings attached first since it's fresh it's fresh so first of all too many side characters in this um like sometimes tommy's enough and tommy's woody harrelson in front oh okay i was like who the hell's tommy uh yes i agree i definitely agree there's so many people going on in this movie it's annoying (laughs) yeah um also it's probably a little bit more realistic but it's annoying um this movie is too slow i've said it before and i'll say it again it felt like they decided to really cut corners on the editing in order to get a release date before friends with benefits yeah, and That's like I a think, theory that I have that I genuinely believe. I mean, I definitely they both the production of both movies, the art. I think I read an article when I was doing research for Friends with Benefits, so it definitely was a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but that they were both very um, conscious of the other movie, like as they were like getting everything out there. They were both yeah. very aware that the other movie was being made and put out. I think that they, like, half-assed their script in order to, like, get it submitted and, like, get it get things going before Friends with Benefits started. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, once that happened, the fr- people writing Friends with Benefits were like, okay, we're going to make this as good as we possibly can. Yeah. So, like, No Strings we'll Attached seems very half-assed. And then Friends with Benefits is, like, a masterpiece of a script. Um, wow, that's, Yo, that's that our was stance. high praise. <laughs> Um, I also, uh, another thing that I brought up, I really don't like the history here that's all brought in. Like, because we see these random, seemingly emotional scenes in No Strings Attached, it seems like the people, like the writers feel like they can skip a lot later on. And like a lot of the buildup, it's more of a, because we've seen that history, it's more of like a given that there's the like emotionality there, the emotions, excuse me, there. Um, it seems like they're just trying to like skip everything and it like it gives the relationship more gravitas than it feels like it should have 
based on what's happened. Well, and, and they're, like, also, implied to be a lot closer friends than they actually are. Like... For sure. Also, we like... We get, like, the great scenes, and never mind. I, I won't... I'll go into it when I'm talking about Friends with Benefits, but... like, but. why why does nobody bring up how freaking weird it is that when she sees this guy that she went to summer camp with at a frat party, she brings him to her dad's funeral the next day? Like, that That's is so freaking weird. weird. Also, why was she at a frat party the night before her dad's funeral? That's weird, too. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't put it past her character. Um, also, the the emotionality in No Strings Attached, I feel like, is supposed to come from, like, the dad getting sick, mm-hmm. and that really, like, spurs a lot of things forward. But we've literally spent the entire movie, like, learning about how terrible of a person the dad is. Like, yeah. that, that he would, like, hook up with his son's ex-girlfriend, and that he's, like, doing drugs everywhere, and, like, just not overall a good person and I get that like he wants to give his son a job but like that does not a good person make well I think also it's supposed to rather than like us being emotionally connected to like the dad and their like father-son relationship I think it's really supposed to be exclusively on Adam and like showing like how good of a kid he like how good of a guy he is despite his parents you know like despite like his dad being such a and like he was still there for him when he needed him and he was in the hospital and it's like like, okay, cool. So, like, Adam yeah. is the best person in the whole wide world. Great. Except he's literally not. Yeah. Um, I will give this extra points for having the four having the four seasons in Santa Barbara make an appearance. Like, that counts. Points. Um, but I will say, like, the humor doesn't land as well because instead of being, like, embedded in the dialogue and being sort of quick and witty, it's sort of, like, we're kind of hit over the head with it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, his dad dating his ex or, like, the character of the ex. She's supposed to be, like, such a caricature of this, like, girl in L.A. And I yeah. just, like, don't think it's that funny. Um, and I also feel like that this couple, like... It doesn't seem like there's anything really keeping them together. Like, I feel like I don't know enough about their personalities and, like, their dynamic, really, to see, like, why they would stay together. Like, it seems like they're going to break up, like, three weeks after the end of this movie. Yeah, and I think for what you were saying about, like, the humor not landing as well, because it is, like, very situational. Like, you don't, there's no, like, setup punch like there is in, like, in friends with benefits i and like there's just it's almost like friends with benefits is like um like more like stand up beat like it's very much set up punch with the joke so like you know when there's a joke like it's not about the situational stuff you know like we, they tell you like here comes a joke and here's it your laugh you know which is totally fine um and i think for a comedy that works and like with this one and it can work the situational stuff can work really well it just like it gets more awkward yeah 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 (laughs) it just didn't and i think emma makes things so awkward too like her character is so weird and awkward like the whole time you're like i felt like i was wondering like is she supposed to have asperger's like what why is she so weird you know yeah Totally. Um, And then moving on to Friends with Benefits, the characterization in this movie, I think, was so much stronger um, than No Strings Attached specifically. Like, I feel like we know a lot more about Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis' characters. Like, I, if you wanted me to describe them, I think I actually could. Whereas with the other movie, I don't think I could. (laughs) Like, I think I'd be, like, basic, just like, I don't know. There's, there's nothing really distinct about them. Um... 
yeah and I think that this honestly goes back to like how good that opening scene was like that opening scene really set the stage for like the personalities that we're getting to know here we see sort of how similar they are and things like that and we see the beginning of their relationship forming we don't just like enter on these characters just like sitting in the woods having a conversation at camp yeah like we meet them when they meet each other yeah and Um, i think that that's really great for like this storytelling because it feels more believable yeah yeah and i understand that like you have to like because they make it i think i feel like for no strings attached they make it seem like in order to be like friends with benefits you have to have this like long time like to have that kind of a like a sexual relationship you have to have this like really cemented friendship and like that's like culturally that's not what it is you know like that it's so much more like in real life it's much more like the like friends with benefits like you don't I don't feel like that kind of situation usually arises from like someone you've known for years and years and years it's usually and, like just benefits <laughs> Yeah, like, well, and it's usually, I don't know, like, I just don't think you're, like, your childhood friend is usually the person you, like, grow into a friends with, like, a uh, benefits, like, a sexual relationship with, unless you actually do date, where, like, a friends with benefits kind of thing is, I don't know, it just doesn't seem real, real, very realistic for, like, the type of sexual relationship they're trying to describe. I don't feel like that actually happens as it doesn't, as it is portrayed in No Strings Attached. Yeah. Um, And then also, like, going off of that, Friends with Benefits feels like it's happening, like, as you're seeing it. And then Mm -hmm. No Strings Attached feels like you miss something and the characters are having to, like, catch you up. Um, And, for example, the male nurse frat bro in um, No Strings Attached being, like, obsessed with Natalie Portman, he kind of has to, like, pull Ashton Kutcher aside and, like, explain this to him. Whereas the relationship with Mila Kunis... I did it again. Wow. Um, with her and what was his name? Oh, Parker. Um, that's funny. Um, that one we like saw form. Like we literally just saw that happen instead of being like, this is something that happened in the past and like now it's a thing. We, yeah. we watched it grow. Yeah. And I, I also feel like um, it – so in Friends with Benefits, I feel like okay, this is never mind, never mind. Um, I have a separate point. Okay. So like Justin said, this movie delivers on the title Friends with Benefits. Because mm-hmm. that was one of the things he was like, I don't want to go into a movie that's called Friends with Benefits and like not see anything. Um, it's definitely more raunchy and like it depends on the day whether you think that's a good or bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it also holds up better. Um, like it it feels more um, more modern. Like, I feel like this, uh, No yes, Strings Attached sure. feels it a little bit more dated. more dated. And I think yeah. that's because everything was much more, like, situational. It was, like, the dad yeah. overdosing on cough syrup is very 2011, like, scissor. You yeah, know, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the, I guess, like, the flash mob is sort of the, the thing similar to that in Friends with Benefits that feels like a relic of a different time. But I feel like it's less weird i don't know they seem much more like really like trying to be cool and for that reason yeah exactly it seemed a lot more and like even like the ipad like they pull out the ipad and it's like 
people still have iPads today, you know, like yeah. they're like, they're, they're, I am because it's so like tech driven too, like that he is, uh, uh, everybody knows GQ and everybody knows they have an art director, like, and the art directing stuff that they do is like really like flashy and mo- like very like still relevant, yeah. like still done today. Mm-hmm. I think it, oh, it just like holds up better. There's more like another- use of technology in, and because like Ashton's car is like from the eighties, you know, like it is. Yeah the use of technology is so much um, more relied upon in um, Friends with Benefits as is in the modern day. Totally. And another example of that would be like the having the show that makes fun of like High School Musical and Glee. Yeah. Like that is very 2011 and that's something that like we don't really care about now. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Um, I also feel like Jamie and, you know, Justin Timberlake, I don't remember what his character's name. Was it, like, Evan or something like that? What was his name? Um, um, I don't know. But I feel like they really have, like, a chance of making it after everything that happened with them. Like, I, it doesn't seem, I don't know. Like, I feel like we, we sort of get to know them and we're like, yeah, these people make sense. Yeah, yeah, um... Whereas in No Strings Attached, it's like, why is Ashton Kutcher dating this robot? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it makes it... they, Their friendship is, like, genuine. It's much more genuine. Yeah. Um, and then, as an observation about both movies, now that I'm done with Friends with Benefits, I will say, I think these movies are both a great example of, like, plot versus premise. So, like, the this kind of definition that makes plot and premise two completely different things. They have the same premise, like, two friends start becoming friends with benefits and, like, hilarity ensues. Like, that's literally the tagline for both of them. But their plot and, like, execution are pretty different. Oh, yeah. So. Absolutely. It's a great example of plot versus premise. And, yeah, they're you know, definitely that's, that's very my different movies. Dissertation. That's what you missed on Glee. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I was like gonna try to be like, oh no, it's whatever that show is supposed to be called, but I didn't catch it. So <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know if they ever said a name. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. Who knows? It's late. <laughs> I'm yes. tired. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, that's it. We've said which one we like more and why, whatever. You understand, like, this is our comparison. Now you will no longer have to know which one is better. We know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So and, like, if you're I don't think we were surprised. No, um, yeah, and if you're like battling between the two, just just probably go for um Friends with Benefits. It's probably gonna be your best bet. Definitely. Um, what are we doing next week? We are doing a redo of the Lazy McGuire movie. We are. So it might seem kind of weird, but that's what we're doing because our old one is honestly, it's just so old and it still gets a lot of listens. Like people obviously like want to hear us talk about it, but at the same time, like, yeah, I just, I we don't know. Also it's nine o'clock PM and the new Jonas Brothers song is out. So we got to go. Oh, it is? I thought it didn't come out until midnight. Oh, midnight Eastern. I think it's Eastern. midnight Eastern. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so we'll have to go listen to that and yeah. get excited. Yeah. So, yeah. I, are, you gonna are you going to listen to that episode again, or are you just going to, like, go in blind? Um, 
I don't know because I'm trying to find because I was on my work computer while I was doing the Lazy McGuire doc and obviously I didn't save the original doc to the Google Docs file so I have to find it on my computer wow um, oh there's a YouTube countdown for the video I'll send it to you and because you know how like thank you next had a countdown and we have a minute and 30 seconds left Oh my god. So, I'm sending you Happy this Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Like, that's Jonas what it feels like. Song. Okay. I need um, them to tour. Like, I really do need them to tour. Like, that's no, obviously... You do, and you need to come to LA so we can go. I mean, or you can come to St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to obviously. come to LA and see it with Lindsay and I. So, yeah. Oh my god, that would be fun. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. It's a And date. maybe Bailey, too. Okay. That'd be fun. Okay. Um, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, there's one minute left, so let's go. See ya. All right. Bye. Bye.